Good morning, I'm Nathan and this is Word in Motion. This is a pod for looking in the mirror of scripture each day, seeing our imperfect selves and making one change each day to live in love as God intended. Three weeks, we're talking about fear and today we're moving from fear into peace. We're going to go slightly out of order because I want to start in Luke 2, actually, and the angel's greeting to the shepherd, which we already looked at in the context of fear, but now kind of the fork in the road takes us to peace. Looking at Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8, it says, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. Notice something, and I've talked about this before, but it's so important for any discussion of peace. Jesus has yet to heal anyone or teach any lesson, and already peace is on earth by way of just his arrival. And I'll repeat this until I'm blue in the face. So Jesus is not the source of things that bring us peace. He is the source of peace. Here on Sundays, we're currently preaching through Colossians. And this very week, in fact, in Colossians 2, we see Paul remind the Colossians that they need to walk in Christ, be rooted and built up in him. Because verse 9, Colossians 2 verse 9, the whole fullness of deity of God dwells bodily in him. And we also have been filled in him. Colossians 1 says he is before all things and in him all things hold together. Are you seeing a trend? Again, Jesus is not the source of things that bring us peace. He is the source of peace. Just by his arrival, peace arrived on earth. So today, what does that say about your life today? What does peace look like in your life? As we step into the second half of this season, it's important to understand what peace even looks like. What are we even talking about? Too many people start trying to get in shape or try learning a new skill, and they don't really identify the target. Like for me, a few years ago when I had gotten out of shape and I needed to get back in shape, and it wasn't a matter of necessarily quote unquote losing weight, I had to find a target, I had to find a goal. So I ran a marathon. I set a date, the marathon was eh, five or six months out, and uh, that was the goal, that was the purpose. So we need to have a goal or a purpose. Maybe a good place to start is to refer back to the list of fears that you wrote down. If you wrote them down last, last few weeks, let me challenge you to define peace. And don't be confused, peace is not joy. They are, in fact, both fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, etc., let me give you my working definition. And this, you don't have to take this as your definition. You can figure your own definition of peace out. But this is my working definition. And it's incomplete and it's imperfect. And the whole, there are a whole series of books, whole uh, talks, series of talks in college classes that have been done on defining peace. But for sake of having something we can bite down on for the next few weeks, I'm going to say this, peace is a lack of conflict. 
And maybe that that's an oversimplification, but a working definition, something that we can bite down on. Peace is the lack of conflict. Paul says in Ephesians 2, for he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken us down in his flesh, the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two. So making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. One of my favorite authors put it this way, before there is any subjective feeling of peace in our hearts, that kind of just a sense of peace, as he says, as Christians, God establishes an objective peace in history through the work of Christ by removing hostility between us and him through the blood of Jesus. His wrath is satisfied. Our guilt is covered. And because of that objective peace, that he's brought through Christ, we now can be overflowing with sweet, deep inner peace on that basis of what God has done. That's a starting place, but work towards your own idea of what peace might look like in your life. We're going to talk more about that tomorrow, but that's at least a place to start. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for the Prince of Peace. Thank you for sending Jesus your son down, knowing what that would require, knowing what would have to happen eventually to fully bring peace, Lord. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for sending him. Thank you for everything that was necessary that we could be saved. Lord, now as we seek to understand your peace, peace that only comes from you, give us a heart and a mind, eyes to see, ears to hear what you would want for our lives, what peace you would want for our lives. Lord, show us day to day how you're working. Show us day to day how you are present in our lives. And Lord, your presence is peace. And help us be content in that. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Nathan. This is Word in Motion. Take a minute, if you would, to rate and review this podcast if you're listening on Apple, Stitcher, Google Pods, or Spotify, anywhere that lets you uh, rate and review and subscribe. It really does help a lot. So thank you for that. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Have a good day.